Hi, friends, and welcome. I am your hot mess of a host, Mary Hendricks from The Very Merry Life, your new mom friend that soon will feel like an old friend. Twice a week, every week, I want you to come and join me as we cover moments in motherhood, marriage, sex, and more. Some moments worth savoring, others worth surviving, all with a laugh, pep talk, or F-bomb every now and again. I want you to come as you are, but leave the sugar coating behind because, guys, we know how sweet it already is. So what do you say? Up for picking some daisies? Hello, everyone. Hi, Laura. Hi, Mary. Hi. I'm so excited. So Laura and I got connected because my assistant, I have an assistant, everyone. I did not a one-woman show. There's zero way in this world that I can do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's important to note because we tend to believe that we can juggle it all. Um, my assistant for the podcast, Julie and Laura here are good friends from college. And we we're just talking off of recording saying that uh, they live dual lives. And I'm so excited because you're on Instagram space and you're sharing your world. And I love learning about other people's worlds. So hello. <laughs> hello, Mary. Yes. I love watching your journey and how honest you are about motherhood. And it is important for people to know like, that you can't do it all or you can do it all. You're just not going to do it all well. So getting help where you need it is really important and picking the things that you're great at and going headfirst into that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being transparent in your daily life. And (laughs) with that tidbit. Yeah. Thanks. I actually, I took a two week, two day hiatus just now. I finally just showed my face on and I was like, it's wild because people are, you get in a position where people are like expecting content. Yeah. And you forget that it's like a, a world that you're in, but I, I have a mission and that's actually what I want to ask you for is I want you to introduce yourself and I want you to tell us like about you and what you're about, what, what you're sharing for. Hi, I'm Laura Wilfon and um, I'm wine at bedtime. Some people don't even know my name. Wine at bedtime is my Instagram handle. Uh, I was a former morning news anchor and I've been a freelance reporter And there was one point where my husband was also a news anchor. He just recently retired from that business. Um, We were traveling the country and having kids and we don't end up in places where our family is. So someone kind of needed to be home. And I was very happy to sit front row of my children growing up. So Instagram became an outlet for me to be creative and to show a little bit more of my life and to show off these beautiful children I'm so proud of. And it's just kind of evolved from there. But like you said, I take breaks when I feel like I don't feel like posting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I come too. back when I feel yeah. like it again and yeah. I don't feel apologetic about it. It's just yeah. what I choose to show and what I choose not to. Yeah. And it, you need to. I mean, it's like a rat race. And I feel like as, especially as like your account grows and grows and grows, you realize like how much of a rat race social media is. And it's it's a I mean, I talk about like the mom comparisons all the time and the mom wars, but like, this is one of them that it's like weird that I don't think like our parents and our moms and things like that, we can't go to one with this stuff where we're like, it's like keeping up with the Joneses virtually now. And it's so wild. Um, And that's why I think like accounts like yours and mine and just like being able to share different tidbits of our lives in like a realistic fashion are so needed right Mm -hmm. now because we're just like, let's slow down. A little bit and realize that we're all kind of on the same f- playing field <laughs> right now. Well, there's always like one room that's a mess or yeah. one corner that you're not showing. And I like to show that from time to time. Like I do like a tidy house, but there are, there's a closet in here that I don't want anybody. I mean, I'll show people, but yeah. there, are cl- there are spaces all over our lives 
physically yeah. and mentally that are a little cluttered and we don't yeah. have it all together. No, God, no. Well, I saw you do a lot of like design stuff on your page, which I absolutely love. Did you, did you always want to do that? Or is that something that kind of came out when you did the stay at home mom thing? Um, I like pretty spaces. I like organizing. So it, I'm Makes drawn sense. to it. I'm not yeah. incredible at it, but I do enjoy it. So I feel like it's kind of like a realistic yeah. uh, point for me. So we do. And my kids really get into it. My children are both obsessed with Halloween. So we've been oh, yeah. doing a lot of that. Sometimes I do a lot of crafts, but um, I'm trying to be less, have less stuff. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I'm yes. trying to pull back on some of those things. But yeah, just showing like whatever we're into right now, I'm not very niche down except for it's motherhood unplugged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is what it should be. I feel like niches are hard. Have you ever, like, have you, have you struggled with that where people say, like, if you want to really succeed, you have to have niche a niche? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't agree on that per se. I'm a complex woman. I have things to say and do. I'll just, like, never show my face if I'm just doing jewelry or outfits or design. Yeah. No, well, and it's actually something that I've recently got caught up in because I, so when I kicked off Instagram, I was like that relatable AF mom, like that was my tag and that was like my search and that was how you knew me. And I lost it. I I literally just took it out because I was like, I don't agree with the relatable anymore because relatable has become a niche. And I'm like, I don't kind of like that. It's like, uh, I, well, I actually heard another podcast and they had said, once you see it, you'll never unsee it. And I saw it this summer where someone was following and she again had relatable in her bio and she apologized for being on a beach vacation and sharing unrelatable content. And I was like, are people giving you crap for that? Like, and sure enough they were where I'm like, that's not fair. We can't box ourselves into like a niche or relatable this and that. And unfortunately that's kind of what this whole social media game has done, which is goofy. (laughs) Well, and I think coming from being a public person, being a morning anchor, yeah, I, that's been a nice perspective to come in with and to have like kind of a filter on what I want to stay personal and what I want to be public. Yeah. Um, I know you like talk about what you're going to share about your children and whatnot. And for me, yeah. I try to do the lens of, I don't want to embarrass them. Mm-hmm. I know their teachers um, follow me. I know their principal follows me. I know their friends' parents follow me, so I am not trying to put anything out there, even though it would be very relatable, and maybe it'd get me more follows and likes. There's some funny stuff they do, but it might embarrass them, and yeah. that's not what I'm here here to do. So I try to yeah. take the lens of I'm not trying to embarrass my children now or later on. Yeah, and it's definitely something I think like that's become like a big conversation is like featuring kids in content and mm-hmm. just showing them and... I have my thoughts on all of that. I share my kids, but I don't, I feel like there's such a difference between like the family vloggers, which is like all up in their family's lives mm-hmm. versus them just walking in the background or just being on my hip. Like I have an 18 month old or 19 month old. So she's always, yeah, up, always she's obsessed there. with me. Yeah, she's always there. So I'm not going to just like, I almost would create more strain for my kids personally if I were to say, hey, get out of the shot. Like, hey, get out of here. Like, I don't want to, create that where they know like, oh, mommy has her phone out. I have to stay away. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. So I'm like, "Eh, if you show up, you show up and I'll talk about some things, but I'm like medical, no, anything obviously embarrassing. Absolutely not. Tantrums, hard moments. No, I might talk about it later (laughs) like, and be like, yeah, they gave me a a run for my money at Target, but 
but you're not pulling your phone out. And because that's almost like a a reward for a tantrum. That's giving them attention. Yeah. Attention when it's negative. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Totally. Interesting. Well, with you, so you said you moved to an area without family and friends, which I think is a really important conversation because I have a lot of people with like losing that village. Like everyone talks about Mm -hmm. losing village or not having a village or the village doesn't exist navigating that or like even navigating you becoming the stay-at-home parent i'm sure that was a, like it's a lot to take in it is it's a lot to do it's a totally different role it's not a role i ever thought i would do your goals change when yeah. you have children um my husband and i i'm from dallas texas went to school in oklahoma first job was in columbus ohio then i went to tulsa oklahoma like wow well, yeah well i went to waco texas back to dallas and then I was in Tulsa and that's where I met my husband. Okay. And when we met, he's like, I'm not going to stay in Tulsa, which I would, I might still be in Tulsa had I not decided to do life with him. Yeah. Um, but he, a month before we got married, got a job in Kansas city. Nice. Okay. Uh, so he was already in Kansas city. We were going back and forth. I still had a great job in Tulsa. It's a four hour drive. So we were driving back and forth. We were long distance newlyweds. Um, but I feel like something that I've been able to do very well is to grow where I'm planted. I even yeah. have like artwork in my house. It's like grow where you're planted and it's um, flowers of each state we've lived in. Oh, I love that. That's that my pretty. mom had done. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really pretty and it's a very sweet message, but I think that um, it's hard. It's not, it's never easy. And we've not lived where family is. My husband's yeah. from St. Louis. So every place we move, we've got to make friends and family fast because you yeah. need backup. Two people cannot do it all. Especially yeah. when one's working like 12 hour shifts and you don't know where they're going to be. Yeah. At any given and what, time. what have been the methods for you to make friends then? So like, how has that been? Cause I think that's like where people struggle is like, where the heck do I even, <laughs> I know I even do that where I'm like, where am I meeting people? <laughs> it's diff- with kids. I feel like as they get older, yeah. you just gravitate towards who your kids are gravitating towards. I'm at one of my dear friends, um, in like the ballet waiting room. Because oh, nice. my daughter okay. was playing, was doing ballet and her daughter yeah. was too. And we both had uh, like six months old, month olds. And we we're both sitting on the floor nursing a baby and then letting them run loose. And it was like, yeah. oh, hey, we're doing the same thing. So yeah. we became great friends that way. Um, I feel like if you're in a gym, if religion is big for you, those are great places. It's just being available. I'm extroverted. So it's very easy for me. I will talk yeah. to anybody. I'm like observing the room and then trying to figure out who I might align with and saying hello over and over again. It's just continued exposure. Yeah. Well, and that's what it is. I'm definitely, so I'm like, I'm weird. Like people, when I tell them on Instagram, I'm like, I'm more of an introvert. They're like, wait, what? Because you're like out there sharing your life. And I am very extroverted when I meet you, but long-term I'm like, I am someone that like I, and I feel like introvert, extrovert have like a like one's better than the other. And I'm like, I feel like people look at introverts as like a bad thing. And I'm like, you don't understand what introvert is. Like introvert means that you're getting your energy from solo time. So that way when you're with others, mm-hmm. you're being able to like give yourself to everyone. And like an extrovert is someone that usually gains energy from the crowds and the other people. And I'm like, we just, it's how you gain your energy to be able to be the person that you are. And I'm like, that's just who I am. I'm like a homebody. But when I meet you, let's go, let's go have fun. But then afterwards I'm going to be home for quite some time because <laughs> you're going to suck me dry. Um, but it's hard. I think right now, like how old are your kids? Are they older? 
Uh, one's almost eight and the other one's five. Okay. Yeah. So, so like that's, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's where it's like, I'm starting to get into that a little bit where my oldest has just started kindergarten and my middle, he's in the public, he's in the elementary school, but he's in the preschool system. Uh-huh. So they're there. And now it's starting to like with the meetings and the, the back to school nights and things like that. So I was actually able to like converse with other parents and meet other parents. And like, there's like a shred of light of being like, okay, this actually could like, we can find people in uh-huh. our boat again. Cause that's, it's hard. The little, like the little, little kid years, <sighs> finding like time to like get out with nap time. Like even me right now, she's down for a nap, but I'm like, we have 12 to three where I'm like, I'm stuck <laughs> at home. Nap and time is very hard. One of my yeah. very best friends, she has um, a baby and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm like, when you drop that first nap, your world opens up. I don't know what it is, but it, yeah. you just feel like you can do so much more when that first nap is over with. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I am like where I'm looking forward because she's, uh, she'll be two in February. So she's 19 months old, but I'm like, we're still on the nap game. I'm hoping to keep that child napping for as long as possible. I feel like I didn't get that with my other two. I wasn't like Mm -hmm. as adamant about them napping, but I love the like window of time, but it's like you have quarter one, this is quarter two. And then quarter three is when she's up and then quarter Mm -hmm. four is bedtime. So I'm like, I split my day into fours at this point, but I'm like the day that I get an extra quarterback, I'm like, it's going to be such a I love how you like quarter out your days. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I found someone actually said that on social media and they're like, if you do that, and I never thought about it like that. And I was like, oh, that actually makes sense because it's actually nice in terms of like, I'm sure, you know, like getting your kids off to school is just mm-hmm. like a cluster F sometimes. And sometimes it doesn't go great. And sometimes you have mornings or maybe the bedtime ends crappy, or maybe you just had like one bad moment in a day. And she had said like, if it's in the morning, just know, close out that quarter of the day and then see what the other three bring. Don't let like what one quarter was like. It's like a game. If you think about it, like one bad quarter of a game does not blow the entire game. It's just. That's awesome. You yeah. And in the previous quarter. Yeah. And it like changed my mindset completely. And I was like, oh, okay, that's good to know. Because I've, I've done that to myself where I have a crap morning of getting the kids off to school. And then I'm like, I let it dictate mm-hmm. the entire remainder of the day, which, ugh. And I'm like a grumpy bedtime person, I think, because I did bedtime on my own for almost seven years because my husband worked nights. Um, So by bedtime, I'm like, I'm out. So now he does bedtime. And I make sure that I leave my last interaction with him at night as a positive one, because there were so many nights where I was just frustrated. I was like, all right, you've lost your book. Good night. Love you. Prayers. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. And then I like sit downstairs and pour a glass of wine. I'm like, dang. But did yeah. not end how I wanted it to. And I would march back upstairs and like, I love you. I'm sorry. Mommy got frustrated. Yeah. Let's do better tomorrow. We're gonna wake up great. It's like, all right. But I feel like that's so important too. I feel like that's why I like that's why I like having conversations like that because it's just like you mm-hmm. don't see that side. It's again, you're not whipping out your phone in a moment like that. And you might share it later, but it's like it's hard to convey. I always like to I was just like to say, because we're both on social media, like for everyone listening that isn't in this, like think about the moments that you're not seeing. You're only seeing very few slivers of this stuff. And I think we try as best we can to like be as authentic and realistic, but there's only so much realism that you're going to get with a phone. You're just, you have to think about the other, what is it? Like, I think if you add it up, it's like a minute of our life is shared on stories. Yeah. So you got to think of all the other minutes in a day that you're not seeing because- there's a whole lot going on. Well, sometimes you're sorting through something you don't even understand to even know how to share. 
Yeah. Well, that's been me. That's been me the last two days. I I literally just got on my stories and I was like, I've been gone for two days. I'm kind of, I'm in the week before my period. I'm in like a weird Mm -hmm. funk the week before my period. And I'm like, it's not fair for me to get on because I don't know necessarily how I feel. And for me to either get on the last two days, it would have been not natural because it's, if I don't know how I feel, how can I convey that to you guys? Yeah. So it's like the best thing I can do is kind of dip out and not show you that stuff. And that's, that's what you have to realize is like, that's, that's the important stuff. What you're not being shown is actually kind of more important than what you are being shown. And that's the stuff that you have to kind of remember. I think that's relatable AF. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah. That relatable. It's hard. It is. Well, and I see a lot like relatable mom humor, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Going to the beach is relatable. Yeah. Going back to that. We live We're in, um, outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So driving to a beach is not a big deal for us yeah. for a vacation. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like everyone around here goes to a beach. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. That relatable term is just definitely an interesting one because, uh, and if, uh, you've ever heard of the bird's papaya, she's the, I want her so desperately on this podcast. I'm going to just keep saying her account hopes that one day she says it manifest it, but she had an episode about it and she said the one on relatability and she had another guest come on who shared something and she basically said it's like a box and it's almost like a a jab now for mm. limiting people's growth because it's like we use that as a being like she's no longer relatable like she's not li- relatable anymore and think about any people like you can think you know if you grow in success and things like that like your life is going to change when you succeed yeah. or whatever you're going to grow as a person and you're going to grow outside of people and you're going to grow away from people and that's just life. That's how it goes. But it's now been used as like a jab to be like, you're no longer relatable. And yeah, it's hard when you hear that. And I'm like, oh, I don't like that. So mine is uh wine at bedtime, mother hustler, Laura Wolf yeah. on mother hustler. Cause when I was like trying to figure out my niche, I'm like, what am I consistently? I'm like hustling, whether yeah. it's like getting kids to something, doing a project, doing a party, like I'm just every day I'm hustling. So yeah. People get all about it. It's like that song. What is that? Every day. I'm Every hustling. day I'm hustling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm a mother hustler and it's like, that's what I do. But uh, my husband and I started a social media management company. Nice. We do okay. like public speaking training since both of us from yeah. uh, news people and whatnot. But um, as you said, of like not being relatable when some people were like, oh, I started posting consistently and I lost followers. And I was like, those are the people who are not your audience anymore. Yeah. Let them go. Yeah. That's fine. Cause yeah, I'm can't following and I'm following people all the time. Cause I'm like, well, yeah, that luxury travel's fun, but it's not where I am right now. I don't need to see that. No. I and I always say, you just, back. you want to like surround yourself. And I've said this, like I, I I've always said it in the, like, there's a saying like surround yourself with people that feel like sunshine. And mm-hmm. I love that one. But when it comes to social media, the thing that I always say is surround yourself and follow people that you would be happy to be seated next to in a room of people you don't know. Like, and that's a big thing where you have to, yeah. And you have to think about that because you like, if, if you're using that profile as a way to dictate how you're feeling and that's what social media does. So yeah. social media elicits a feeling in us. And I think there are some accounts that are good for escapism. I think it's fun to watch other lives that are luxurious and whatever, as long as it's like, if it's giving you hope or inspiration, yeah. 
that that's what you want your life to be, then awesome. But if it's like creating the opposite in you where it's like making you feel less than or feel Mm -hmm. like you are worse or anything, then that's not the person that you want seated next to you because that's not, you know, the type of conversation you want to have. So that's the way I think about it. But it's, yeah, it doesn't have to be relatable. That's my big thing too with the term relatable where I'm like, I don't necessarily want people to be like me. Like there are terms that there are ways that will feel similar but I am so different. You and I are different and we do things differently and we create different content. And that's like the beauty of it. But we all have moments of, you know, having a shit night and going to bed and feeling guilty that that happened. And that's like the stuff that we forget is that's relatable. (laughs) It's true, but you got to gather your thoughts and talk about it later sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Like you were saying, I have a we ended up in this house in December, 2019, and then the world shut down. So mm-hmm. we were like walking around our neighborhood and we have made some of our closest friends in our neighborhood, which is beautiful. And I think the world being shut down was a catalyst for that. We really got yeah. to know the people that live next door. And there are so many people that I surround myself with that are so different yeah. in the most beautiful way, as you said, possible because we bring different perspectives. And sometimes we go on walks and it's like, hey, this has been on my heart that's been going on at the school. And then you hear different people's perspectives. And it's such like a loving conversation. We all come from different places doing different things. But to have that, like most of my best friends and I have different political views. Mm -hmm. And it's so wonderful to be able to have like honest, real conversations and to ask questions that are difficult of people you don't trust in general. Yeah. To ask someone that you trust, like, I want to know why you feel passionately about that or why this is why you do this and being open to their answer and to take it in. Yeah, because I think that's what's happening is I think we're starting to get to a point where like we're shutting down mm-hmm. conversation when we see something different. And like, for example, so I'm actually about to, when I get off of here, I'm going to post up a reel, but I recorded one yesterday and it was a mom that I follow on here and she posted up one about how as a stay-at-home parent, she's recently became a stay-at-home parent. Uh, She doesn't feel like her husband should help with the housework when he gets home from work. And that's just what she thinks. Mm -hmm. I personally disagree with that. Um, And everyone can have a variety of things. My opinion on it is that I kind of look at each as a job, like me being home right now, I'm a solo parent. That's my job for the next eight hours until my husband's done with his work shift. And then after that, we're a team. And I might pick up 80. He might pick up 20. It just is the way it is as long as there's no like clear cut expectation yeah, <laughs> as to how that goes. And so I, I responded to it and I was like, but I love following her and I love, I think she's hilarious. And I just said like, this is how it should work. Like I, she, and she in her real, her main video, she accept, she welcomed you to either validate her feelings or try and convince her otherwise. And I'm like, let's, let's go for it. But that's how we should kind of go into all of this. It's like, respectfully, I disagree. Here's why. And easy. We're not like blasting each other or anything like that. I think it's just, it's an important conversation. That's how conversations go. <laughs> that is how conversations go. And yeah. um, it's zone coverage when yeah. everyone's home. And my husband yeah. and I both work from home now. So yeah. there are things where I'm like, hey, like I try to set expectations and give requests like, hey, I would really like if X, Y, and Z happened. Yeah. Let's see what we can tackle together. But that's it. It's hard to navigate because you don't want to nitpick. 
No. And I think that's where it's been. It's hard. And I'm sure because you said that you went. So were you working full time and then you went to stay at home because you moved into that area? Um, I was working full time. I actually got fired when my daughter was born, Ugh. which is a whole nother podcast. But Was it because of baby and stuff like that? Yeah, I was a female boss. Like when your daughter's born, I don't want to hear, see my face right now. I'm like, uh, yeah, actually, let tell me about it, please. I'm actually really curious now. Um, yeah, I had a female news director and a female GM and I was freelancing full time and I finally made the move to Kansas City pregnant, but okay. not like very visibly pregnant, kind of like that ham. She had a hamburger stage. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah. so I was like actively trying to get a full time job and was freelancing. And of course, I had like expectations and standards of what I would do because I'd had a great job at my last market and I was working five days a week and they said, Hey, so we think you're pregnant. I'm like eight months pregnant at this point and hadn't told them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, so we don't think we're going to have any more shifts for you once the baby's here. Yeah. Can they legally do that? I was a freelancer. So Uh, it's gray. Yeah. But still, it would be very ugly had I chosen to go a legal route. I think, yeah. I think I had something to stand on, but that station has also had many discrimination lawsuits, gender God. discrimination lawsuits. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Interesting. that, that was like my first blog post too. It was like, I'm an accidental stay at home mom. Yeah. And then I'm like home with this baby in Kansas city, a brand new city. I made some great friends, honestly, through news, I've made some wonderful friends like Julie and then here, uh, in Atlanta, my best friend Natalie is here and I met her through working at Fox five. So there've been some incredible friendships of people that you get to know along the way. And that's wonderful. So we made a great tribe in Kansas city and I ended up doing, um, media relations for a minute. And then Justin got the job here in Atlanta nice. We came up here and I got to freelance yeah. and a top 10 market, um, got offered a couple of jobs. They just didn't work for the work-life balance I was looking for, especially with two parents and news. Yeah. So I freelanced for a long time and now I'm just doing, I'm an insurance agent as well. And then I do the social media management. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot, but yeah, still that whole, there's a lot, it's a lot to balance. It is a lot to balance, but it's just like the whole pregnancy thing and not having work and stuff like that. I think just in general, it's like, I went through, it's hard. It's hard how motherhood shifts you so much too, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's, it's such a weird thing to tackle because like for me, so I worked as a personal trainer full time before I became a mom and I was pregnant when I was personal trainer, which in and of itself was an interesting thing because I worked with clients that were like so terrified of me that were like, you're going to hurt yourself. And I'm like, I'm fine. It's Okay please chill out. You're a professional. Um, you know what you're doing. Yeah. But pregnancy scares people. It yeah. makes people weird. Uh, and then after I had the baby, I tried and I tried getting a job. Actually, we moved to the town that we're in now and I tried returning back to work and I got pregnant for the second time when I was 13 months postpartum. Ooh. So I, we were trying because we were psychotic and we had a really great angel baby the first time. And then the second mm-hmm. one looped in and was like, ah, suckers. And <laughs> I got pregnant. That's a second him. child. That's a second child. And then COVID, which just made it even better. But mm-hmm. uh, I got pregnant right as I got offered a new job position. And it was like the job position came in and I went to my husband. And it was like then during that two-week wait of us like trying. And I looked at him and I was like, I guarantee you I am pregnant. 
this time. And he was like, how do you know? And I was like, because this is how life works. (laughs) Like, this (laughs) is just how it goes. And sure enough, I ended up being pregnant. And I was working until I was about 16 weeks pregnant. But the problem was, is that I also had you know, a 13, 14 month old who I was bringing with me to like the gym daycare and she was picking up every germ. So she was sick all the time and I had to call out of work and it was just ridiculous. And at one point they called me and they're like, Hey, like you've taken off a lot of time and we're kind of nervous about this. And they didn't outright get rid of me because I couldn't do that. But I was like, they made it uncomfortable enough where I was like, yeah, I'm out. This isn't fun. Mm -hmm. And that's just, it sucks when you hear that because it's not the, I hear a lot of stories like that. It's, I don't. Well, yeah. and at the end of the day, you're not going to be like, I wish I worked more. It's, no. You're going to be like, I wish I was with my kids more. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish that there was like a more respect uh-huh. for it and more like opportunity because I think that's what makes it, what it, the struggle is, is like, I, fe- I feel like for a mom and I think what the problem is, is that moms get feel sometimes like they're trapped because we haven't been allowed to like go explore other things and do other things while we're pregnant. And I think we feel like we're constricted in this role where we're like, yeah, no, we can still, we can still do stuff. We just need to like have a little bit more empathy and that like our mindset is shifted a little bit and priorities are shifted a little bit, but we can still get it done. Just give us a little time. (laughs) I think COVID made things wonderful showing how much you can work from home. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's awful because you can be working constantly. I think both. I think both because when I hear like I have like my sister, she works uh, for a company. She doesn't have kids or anything, but because she works now, they really haven't opened up offices. A lot of offices kind of after COVID were like, yeah, we can do things virtually now. So let's Mm -hmm. close them. Um, And so she's virtual all the time with her job. But because of that, she sometimes works until like 2 a.m. Because they know that she, her she's right there. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's... She needs to set some boundaries. I know. I know. It's a company that needs to set some boundaries. I, it's a company I used to work for, <laughs> too. I gave her... The, I passed the job along to her when I left. I was like, yeah, bye. So, ugh. Very generous of you. Well, yeah. and being my own boss and uh, my business, there's sometimes like last night, I pounded out some stuff. I scheduled it because I knew I wanted to go to the gym this morning and get ready and talk to you. So there were a lot of things that I was able to do ahead of time. But instead of like watching a show with my husband or something or doing laundry, I was working. So it is nice, especially if you're a fast worker, like I'm typically very fast with whatever I'm doing and efficient. As long as everything gets turned in, I'm good to go. That's where it might be hard to enter the workforce because I can get things done like that. But working for somebody else who just expects you to sit at the desk nine to five, eight to six, whatever it is, like, I just don't think I can do that life anymore. No. Yeah. I'm hoping kind of turns a little bit more into that where it's like, you just got your deliverables for the day. Get those done. Skedaddle. I think that's kind of- Check all these off. Bye. Yeah. That's how it should be. Because we need to be able to enjoy life a little bit because I feel for the working mom. And I hate even that term working mom because- We all are. Yeah, we all are. But for the sake of the conversation, because that's how we know it to be working moms, are those that are, you know, leave house typically or have another Mm -hmm. set of demands on top of the average day and things like that is like, it's just, it's not giving them room to be able to do both. And I feel like moms are particularly the only ones that have both sets on them while like dads sometimes don't have both sets on them. And that's why like my argument with the mom that said, you know, stay at home moms 
XYZ should do this. And I'm like, well, no, let's not do that. Let's just finish it out together. We're both parents. We entered into this as a mutual agreement. And let's <laughs> closing, closing shift, closing quarter. Closing shift. I heard, yeah, I've seen people yeah. call it closing shift and then yeah. they like separate things and like, oh, that's so cool. Cause I want to wake up to a clean house. Yeah. But oh, that's one of my biggest. Shift. Yeah. That's one of my biggest things that's like helped me mindset wise is like going to bed with a clean kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like the first area that you see in the morning, I make it my effort to somewhat tidy and it's not my bedroom. It should be my bedroom because it was technically the first thing I see, but. Kitchen. But you can close that door. Yeah. We can sh- just ignore that. But. Are you a morning person or a night person? Both. <laughs> I'm not so much a morning person, depending if I get up on my own, my own recognizance and get up and because I want to, then yeah, I'm a morning person. Uh, but I don't want to work out in the morning. So I'm like, I can have a conversation once I have my coffee and I'm good to go and I can up and at them. Um, but I'm not like, uh, wake up and let's put on my sneakers and go for a run type of morning person. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm desperately want to be, my life would be way better if I could. Oh, get to yeah. Food. It would be so much easier for me to be able to fit in a workout before my kids wake up. But Mm-mm. I would hate it the entire time. And then that wouldn't even be worth it to me at this mm-hmm. point where I'm like, yeah, no, screw that. We're just going to figure it out with the rest of the day. But that's still interesting. So, oh, all the things we deal with. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I um, I always say, well, I used to say I'm a morning and a night person, but I'm not yeah. like a mid-afternoon person. No, no. Do you hit that low too where you're just like you have like at 1 p.m.? It's going to happen in like 30 minutes where I'm just going to sit and be like, oh, <sighs> okay. Right. It used yeah. to be three, but now my kids get off the bus around yeah. like 3.30. So it's like moved up. I'm like around two, I need something else like tea, yeah. coffee, kombucha. <laughs> yeah. I need something to look forward to, to get through the rest of the day. Naptime projects. That's been my new thing. Actually, I have oh, to yeah. go and get stuff, but I've been doing naptime projects now because I only have my one at home during the mm-hmm. week. So when I put her down again, she's good. She's knock on wood. She's a decent snapper and a sleeper, but she usually gives me a good stretch for a nap. Like sometimes it's three hours. So I'm like, okay, what can I do in That's that time? So nice. I know it's so nice, but, uh, watch, she's not going to do that today, but I've been doing nap time projects in order to like, just keep me going. And it's just one of those, I'm someone that's like, what's up physics laws, like a body in motion will stay in motion. Like, in motion. I need yeah, I that's me. I need if I sit, <laughs> I quit. So I need to just keep on going. I am the and, same. If I am out, I've got to do all my errands then. Yeah. So I yeah. drop kids off, I work out, I just keep going. If I come yeah. home, then it's just like <laughs> Well, even my husband makes fun of me because when I eat meals at home, like especially because like, he's usually off on Fridays, but if when he is off on Friday, he'll like see me eat lunch and I'm standing up and eating lunch. He was like, Are you gonna sit? And I'm like, You don't understand. If I sit, I'm done. I won't get up again. I was like, I just have to keep on on my feet. I'll be go. scrolling my phone and I'll be Yeah, like, I'll get distracted and then hole. all of a sudden I'll look up and it's an hour later. <laughs> and I've lost all this time. But yeah. So that's funny. Yeah. I even eat dinner standing up sometimes. So I can mm-hmm. just like keep the train going. Yeah. Just put it on in and chill but out. But I make yeah. the family sit at the table. I'm like, Same. I worked on this. Yeah, Y'all you sit. all sit. Yeah. And I'll just stand over here and make sure everyone sits in their seat. Yeah. <laughs> like chopping more chicken, anticipating yeah. somebody asking yeah. for more. Yeah. Relatable. <laughs> yes. I'll it. take it. I'll be, I'll be cliche. Give no, me hey, I love it. I think at this point, it's just been fun to like label things as relatable because it is. 
relatable. And I think relatable has the best of intentions. I think it's authenticity that everyone like wants. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's taken a turn a little bit where people are like, okay, what's relatable. And I'm like, well, your life is relatable to someone. We don't have to like craft to it. Someone, You're going to find your crew. Maybe it's yeah. a very niche crew, but that's what we're going for. Like I'm yeah. loving the women who are like, I'm a size eight and yeah. here's me trying on clothing. I'm like, I love this. Like I yeah. want someone my size trying on clothes yeah. who are my body shape because yeah. it's not everybody. And I'll buy stuff that one woman talks about. And I'm like, well, oh, I'm not an extra yeah. small with big boobs. And you know, like it's yeah. not, it's not me. Yeah. So I need to find the girl that's my size and follow her. So I love that people like it's super specific. Yeah, you got to niche stuff. down on stuff like that. You have to be unrelatable in some mm-hmm. portions of your life. And then for you're going to Yeah. And then, and then when you, if you, if you give them a chance, you're going to find the common thread. And that's what mm-hmm. I always try to preach to people. I'm like, just give them a chance. Like not everyone's going to from the surface and from like basic things be relatable but there's going to be something that you're relatable on, even if it's just the fact that you both breathe air. <laughs> like, there you go. So. Or you're both honest, or you both have that one closet yeah. you don't anyone, want anyone to open the door. Yeah, the, junk, the junk drawer. The junk drawer. Yeah. Which yeah. I did not have until till I had all these roommates. <laughs> yeah. I cleaned that. That was a nap time project. I cleaned that. I cleaned my car. It's been about a month. They're both disasters. Again, it doesn't last very long. So My car still has sand in it from a very unrelatable trip to Savannah. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it. I was on the beach. It was great. Oh, I love it. Well, this has been a good conversation. I love it. I love, I love having met you. I love, I'm glad that you connected us. So this has been fun. So for everyone listening, I will link everything of Laura's in the show notes. I'll link her Instagram page. I don't know if you, are you on TikTok? I am. Okay. I'll link I'm on the talk. It's a Laura Wolf on, but if you search wine at bedtime, I think I started wine at that time and I don't know how to get back to it. So it's just all been under Laura Wilfon. Okay. Yeah. So I'll link everything and yeah, check her out because she's great. Obviously she's so much fun. You're great. This is so fun. Thanks. Another episode down. Thank you all so much for listening. If you love today's episode, I would be so appreciative if you would leave a rating and review. I cannot begin to tell you how much those mean to me, but also how much they help me get in front of more eyes and more ears. As always, be sure to check back every Tuesday and Friday for a new episode, whether it's an episode with me, me and my husband, me and Katie, or just another incredible, amazing guest. Stay tuned for more honest, real, raw chit chat. And hey, do me a favor before you go. Remind yourself how amazing you are, how enough you are, how special you are. And boy, oh boy, I sure am glad to have you here. Thanks, friend.